Rogan or not, anybody who's in the midst of a a conversation with a hot woman might be like, yeah, dude, I don't even care if you're a fan. Get the fuck out of my face right now. Especially baby face I'm busy. Yeah, so you're 17. (laughs) Exactly. Showing up like, hi. Oh, my God. Same day I met Pete Holmes. Oh, no way, really? And I was like, those were like, I loved Pete Holmes so much. I still Mm -hmm. do, but like, I loved him back then. I was like 17. And I was so nervous that I met him. And he's like cool like that. That he goes like, do you just want a hug? (laughs) And he gave me a... Are we recording? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. So full story. So that's the week that Aaron Rodgers was on Pete Holmes' podcast. This was like 2016, 2017. Long time ago. Okay. I go to where they record. And I come out and Aaron Rodgers just looks at me like, I do not want to talk to this kid right now. I didn't even know who he was. Like, I found out afterwards, this whole Pete Holmes situation, him hugging me, happened right in front of Aaron Rodgers. That's so funny. So you were literally <laughs> just there to see Pete Holmes. Literally. I don't give a fuck about sports. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and especially Aaron Rodgers, too. I don't want to have a conversation with exactly. that guy. I know. Fucking not weirdo. That's so funny. How'd you know, like... He recorded at a comic book shop. Oh, okay. So it was, po- it was like he posted about it or whatever, or... Said like, hey, he had his studio in the back of a comic book store. Oh, that's cool as hell. Uh, Yeah, it was like part of the Nerdist Network, which was like a podcast network. Word, okay. Oh, and yes, this is how it always happens. We get in the middle of conversations, and then I have to be like, "Fuck, wait, the guest." Everybody, please welcome uh, the host of Bucked Up, a wonderful comedian, a good good friend of mine. I'm just happy to catch up with him. It's Mr. Sam Buck. Thank you for having me. Dude, of course. And making um, me amazing food. Yeah, what'd you have me make? Pasta and meatballs. Let's fucking go. Which this is... you said you said on the like intro or the first thing about it, but no one ever asked you to make it. No one's asked for it yet. We've had a couple of chicken parm requests, and I've had to say Fuck like... chicken parm. Really? <laughs> no, no, oh, it's like, bro. But compared to meatballs yeah. and pasta? It's meatballs and spaghetti specifically spaghetti. is my probably my number one favorite meal it's so like homey and comfortable so i was so stoked when you asked for it now you keep saying pasta and before i had told you when i was gonna text you like yeah. hey what kind of pasta and then i just made the executive decision i was like nah this kid's getting spaghetti spaghetti because i, and I yeah. love spaghetti and meatballs but what what was the pasta of choice so I'm a ziti guy. Intr- okay, ziti I'm a ziti and guy. That's always what I had. So that I almost texted you, ziti and meatballs. Sure. But then I was like, no, I want to see what he makes. I'm just gonna say pasta. Because that's exact. Because like, pasta is just it's the everything. it's everything. Yeah. Exactly. You could have done shells. You could have. You could have done anything. So for meat sauce, I go mm-hmm. shells all the time. Okay. Because then you know that. That sauce, beautiful. It gets in like a nice little, like a baby crib. Yeah, and you, it gets crib, like nice yeah. and tucked into you, you the shell. Tuck it <laughs> exactly. In, yeah, you burp it a few times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's my preferred vehicle for meat sauce. But if I'm doing meatballs, it's funny. I always go long and skinny. Whether it's like fettuccine, spaghetti, linguine, angel hair. Did you have good food in school growing up? Well, not this good. And I, you know, but yes, it was very solid for school food. Because uh, mine, like my growing up, like yeah. elementary, middle school, 
food sucked. No shit, really. And they would make spaghetti and meatballs. So that, like, kind of, like, turned me off of it a little bit. Because wow. I always... Because you, you hated I that always, one. Exactly. Yeah. And ziti was, like, my family thing. So that oh, was, the, like, okay. why it's more of a comfort thing. Okay. You know? So uh, was it... Yeah, let's do this one first. Was it your like birthday meal was it a special occasion or was it like a it's wednesday night i'm just gonna make ziti and meatballs for my my meaty king <laughs> meaty king i hope that was a play on bb king <laughs> meaty king <laughs> staying in the blues if i don't get my pasta and meatballs <laughs> no nah, so my mom growing up would want to do like full dinners every night, like mm. cook it. Yep. And pasta and meatballs was just like one of my favorite things. Got it. Like I thought about a lot of stuff that she made coming to you, like like a mushroom chicken Alfredo mm. with like pasta. Um, wow. I like shepherd's pie, like different things like that. But this was my favorite thing. Like this Got is it. my comfort meal. My grandma made it. Every time I go to my grandmother's house, she'll make pasta and meatballs. Oh, it's adorable. So, like, yeah, sounds, it's that's just, like, the connection to it, you know? It sounds like you have some good good ladies in your life. Yeah. And it's funny because it seems like they both are, are good cooks, true or false. 100%. And then you, before, were like, yeah, serve it however you want. Like, I, I don't know. I don't cook. <laughs> no, I do cook. Oh, like, when okay. I was All right, in I misunderstood that. When then. I was in high school... Especially senior year, like, I would cook dinner every... Like, when it was just, like, when I lived with just my mom, like, after my parents split up, I would cook dinner. Like, mm. I would cook... Because I would get home from school before right. she got home from teaching. Wow, okay. So, I would so cook dinner every night. And I love that. And now I'm on the road so much... True. ...that I don't do it. Yeah. Like, I don't get to cook that much, but I love doing it. I just... I, like... You wouldn't have this podcast if you sucked at cooking. Like, if you came in and you had opened up a Chef Boy RD <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs and put it in a can a and point. microwaved it, like, you wouldn't have this if you sucked, so that's why I trusted you. Yeah, I made the I made the sauce. I did every, you know. Like, when I go to a sushi restaurant, like a real sushi restaurant, I'll tell the chef, uh, the, the sushi uh, chef, whatever. The um, master. Master, yeah, yeah. I'll tell him, you make me what you want. I oh, dude, I love doing that. So at that's just kind of like, and I won't do it to like a like my dad would do it to a waiter at fucking Applebee's. I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> you're stupid. But like, if I, if it's like a real restaurant like that, like if I have a relationship with the chef, and it's, a, I'll say you give me what you want. You what know? would you recommend, sir? Mm, uh, the steak and cheese tower <laughs> is uh... the blooming onion, please. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very fond of the mozzarella sticks fried two ways. <laughs> I just had fried feta for the first time. What? It's fried mozzarella, but it's like feta squares. That and it was like amazing. one of the best things I've ever had in my whole life. That sounds crazy. Holy Top shit. Top three cheeses. I'm going to ask you a question. Mozzarella for, at one for sure. You say it like that so I know you're, <laughs> you're serious about it. I mean, it's with a, with a gun. A, a bullet with, its, with a little M-O-Z-Z inscribed on it. <laughs> That's number one for me. Then two, I'll probably go like a nice Vermont cheddar. Mm. You know, as mm. we were talking before, I went say my. So that was kind of like sharp. I was, yeah, as sharp as as sharp as possible. Cool. And then three, probably like a 
like a parm, you know, just a, a, a love a nice little Parmesan sprinkle. All right. What about you? All right. I would say one goat cheese. Wow. Man, I you love, got a good palate. I huh? love goat cheese. Goat cheese, anything. I love two blue cheese. Now, I like super strong blue cheese. Mm, yeah. I like. Like it's got, it still has the mold. Like you can yeah, see. Oh, the, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I forget. <laughs> like not. What's the name of the like upper echelon blue cheese? Can't even remember. But Hidden I, Valley. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I love that. And then number three is feta. Honestly. Wow, man. That's yeah. a. That's a. a and then cheddar probably after that. But like, th- I'm I'm really glad that there's I, so many bad cheddars that they I ruined. Know, dude. And it's like. That like thin bullshit. You, you gotta have like a. It's gotta have flavor to it. Like it's, it's like when you listen bite. to an album and there's one really good song, but the rest of the album sucks. That's cheddar. Like there's really good cheddar, but there's so much bad cheddar that it ruins it. Dude, I've been running into that so much lately too. Because they just want to get the streams up. Like that's a. They do that in the is industry. It, is it really? I don't mean it, to get all no, like no, hit, into no, it. No, dude, let's do it. But I mean, they just want to put hella songs on, and they don't really care if you get a hit. It's kind of like podcasts. Like mm. it doesn't real like your podcast gets so many listens, but how many people are going to sit and listen for an hour? True. If you have clips that go viral yeah. and clips that do really well, that's your single. You oh, know, like okay. that's so your you, single for your album. You're really just kind of going for the that catchy hot single. Is that some do? Yeah. And I think mostly if you don't try to get it, and then you go back and look for it. it the best come organically mm. like if you start asking clickbaity questions well yeah the person you're interviewing is just gonna get turned off immediately mm-hmm. but if you slyly bring something up or just like now it comes up in the conversation exactly then they're gonna bring it up themselves and then they're gonna tell you their real opinions on something without you even asking how them. you just did with the industry so you're like i don't want to get <laughs> into it i was like no dude go for it exactly <laughs> yeah. though because that's where real that's where people yeah dude want to talk about what they want to talk about know, you know I just keep going back to like you know pushes albums clips like i've, I've been doing a, a weird uh afro beats playlist mm. just like afro psychedelics like that's a cool and you can kind of hear it's not like direct samples i've run into a couple where it's like oh shit this is that song how about like jazz and stuff like Fela yeah Kuti and shit jazz like yeah that. jazz hop jazz in general i love you know i mean like african jazz like oh, that I, type of stuff uh so like manu dibongo okay you, uh, yes that mm-hmm. that album has been african voodoo that's basically been on repeat for the last like month or two okay and i was so i just went down that rabbit hole and was like oh this is a weird album made for like french background radio and tv (laughs) it's so fun so that has been kind of like revitalizing me because dude i i just can't like do like the album comedy just put out that's a dope dope album the chosen that's on repeat for sure that song but as far as like full projects I, i just can't really like get into it yeah, I, can't, I feel like I haven't had an album that I grasp at where I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, dude, Hoffa from Davey, like, that was two years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. That one had me hooked. I almost wore that t-shirt today. No shit, really? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. My rules. friend painted that album cover. <laughs> no shit, really? Yeah, yeah. West Side Gun uh, executive produced that album. Dude, that album, I mean, that album is so good. Dave, yeah. Dave East Rule. I mean, and the fact that the team there, like, West Side Gun's producing it, like, yeah, kind of makes crazy. sense. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. 
But um, no albums that really grasp. Yeah, me. I was gonna say like what's come out recently. You've got your finger on the pulse because you're talking to all. Let the me people. even check. I was gonna say because people, you're talking to people who are putting out albums. Yeah, I just I listen to so much music that it is really tough. Do you? Fuck- oh, there's this dude. No one. He's like not big yet. But his name Lord Jamonte Ogbon. And his shit is incredible like all he has an album uh dis too much d-i-s-t-e-w much with a german producer twit one that i honestly Mm. like could play the whole thing just like front to back over and over again but all his albums are like that so he's just pulled him up i'll save that for later he's amazing uh yeah it's hard a lot of people aren't making like I do like the Griselda projects. Um, you have to. I, I don't have to, but <laughs> you but no, I do like that. I um. You good? Yeah, I dropped my wallet. Oh, word. Okay. I uh, it's tough because I just listen to so much music that I will like an album, but there's so much coming out that I'm just listening yeah. to. I like like fun music. Well, I was gonna say, do you f- like we're talking, you know, all of the rap stuff, but like, do you fuck with Taylor Swift? Um, I don't really listen to Taylor Swift. I appreciate her music. I went to that one, but like, you know, kind of like... Did you go to pop. the concert? I did not. Okay, no. so my friend was... My friend is uh, J.J. Kirkpatrick. He is Phoebe Bridger's music director. Oh, no shit. And um, trumpet player. So I almost went to the tour with him, but that was the same night that I was doing the comedy scene. Mm, gotta, yeah. You got you to gotta do your own... Got to work first. Exactly. Got to work know, first. But I, like if I was excited to almost go to the Taylor Swift concert. Well, I mean, know? how could you... It's, it's an event. It's exactly, a, it's a yeah. spectacle. So it's, I don't hate shit just because it's like fun to hate on. Well, yeah. Know? Like, so you hang out with like the Griselda dudes, people, you know, like hard like rappers yeah but then do you ever again i'm just gonna throw it like bubblegum pop like selena gomez are you ever in your car alone like i used to if west side gun saw me bopping the hands to myself right now by selena (laughs) no but i like indie rock a lot like that's my like kurt vile is okay the only non-rapper i listen to like on a daily basis kurt vile yeah, he's like indie rock, like yeah. psychedelic folk cool. shit. Right, like nice. that's what I love. Like um, real estate, uh, Wilco, Yola Tango. Okay, like, all right. I so like, now I'm getting kind of a yeah. A so picture. I like that okay. type of stuff too. But man, you are all over the place. Kind of like yeah, like your palate with the goat cheese. And I the like MC. And... That's a real. I think that's like my double edged sword in life. Is I want to mm. experience everything. Like, I want to be the dumb, goofy comedian, but I'm also hanging out with who people perceive as the hardest True. in the world. Like, I want to live life fully, but it's hard to then, like, buckle down and live a real life where it's like, I'm cooking dinner every day. Like, I'm yeah. having, like, I can go out on a, like, a date night with my girl and not have to be, like, checking yeah. to see, like, yeah, exactly. planning a podcast, you right, know? like. Yeah. It's or ha- there's like a concert every night of a different artist like that I can go to invited like I got free p- passes for me and my dad to the Weezer concert because like Future no Islands is like the singer Sam Herring yeah. is a good friend of mine and he was opening up so it's like that's awesome dude there's always shit to do but that's a double edged sword yeah because then you're gonna 
you're burning the candle at both ends. Exactly. You're gonna you just have to live like a out. real person right. life. And that's why like hella rappers do hella drugs because it's really <laughs> easy to just, that's why I smoke a lot of weed is it's like really easy to just like keep going if you like tune shit out. Yeah. But then real life is still there. Yeah, well, absolutely. Know? We were just talking, Jack Burke and I were talking about that the other day when he was, he was asking me, you know, cause he's, he's a booze, he's recovering, but it, booze was his, his vice. And he asked me how much I'm booze, and I said, honestly, not much. It's the weed and the tobacco. That's, you know, my my thing. And he was saying, like, you don't get fogged out. Like, you don't, like, get spacey. I was like, no, I feel, you know, good, here, aware. But then how you said, like, yeah, there is that also thought in the back of your head where, like, I am high and, like, life is happening. Yes, and I think it can be controlled, but I think it's so funny. There's this one line. I loved South Park growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't watch it much now. But there's this one line, and I think it was from a later season, that really always stuck with me. And I, I smoke every day. I yeah. smoke. I was at my... I still go to my pediatrician. I'm 25. Like, whatever. <laughs> Wait, you go to the pediatrician at 25? Yeah, That's yeah. A, is that allowed? Is it a Yeah, my dog... He's like, he's fine. Because he's certified <laughs> for everything. So oh, I'm like, sick. I trust him. Like, whatever. Yeah, the same with and the he yeah. even was like... I know smoking weed is like part of who you are, so I'm not even gonna like talk to you. Like, he's cool with it now. Wow, yeah. Like, I had asthma as a kid. My asthma yeah. went away with smoking. Like... Really? I Smoking has helped my life a lot, but there's a line in South Park where Randy goes like, if you get high all the time, you'll be okay with whatever you're doing. Dude, I, I know exactly like, the line. Is that That's the episode where he's like putting his balls in front yeah, of the exactly. Yeah, exactly. So dude, it's that, like, yeah. I... And that's why, like, I just push myself to do everything because it's like mm. if I'm high, I can't waste that high. But then I'm not like home chilling, which is like important too for real life. You exactly know? to have that step back. Yes, I know that there are things going on that I need to be at, but I also really want to just recharge this tank by hitting this bong <laughs> exactly and just like watching tv yeah. or going out to dinner going to the movies and not like thinking about it. and i try to do that i do try to balance because well, like you I'm, don't want to burn yourself out i mean it's crazy because you are on the road so much like where is your home base i live in fitchburg massachusetts okay which is like north of worcester yeah probably so, like 45 minutes to an hour from here I appreciate you coming down for sure. Oh, I was staying in Manchester. Oh, so perfect. The, I, right. I live in Manchester part-time, too. Um, I, I honestly just stay. Like, I was just down in Philly staying with a friend. Like, Fitchburg is my main place, but I'm all over. And I do two to three podcasts a week, so That's I'm fucking just, like, everywhere. crazy output to go, like, going back to how you were saying before... You know, I like cooking. I like being on the like. So you're mostly crashing with friends in their kitchens, or are you at hotels? Because like uh, you can't. Hotels co- are expensive. I was gonna say you can't cook in a hotel. No, either. no. I when I'm home, like I honestly will go to like shout out Market Basket. Market <laughs> Basket's amazing, and their prepared food is yeah. really cheap and really good. They have a full rib dinner for like five bucks. Yeah, dude. And it's not bad. And so, like, I'll honestly get those, and it's not... That's why it's, like, I'll eat anything, because mm-hmm. it's, like, that's cheap and good, like, a full meal and Good quick. enough. Good enough, exactly. 
It's and good enough for the fuel I need. For just ease, yeah. Fuck, this is so good. I know. I don't want to, like, I feel like I'm a loud eater, so I don't want to, no, like, eat work. on the microphone. No, you're... But that is this podcast. It is I guess. exactly this it's podcast. Like, it's kind of funny, because people will be like, why is Sam always smoking on the podcast? But other people are like, that's the point of it. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, some people will be like, why is he eating? But, like, that's the that's point the of point. it. That's the point. It's dinner with a, a friend, so. What's, so... The point of let's go to bucked up for a second now. It's a you you tag it as a self help podcast from someone who has no idea what they're talking about, right? Yeah, you're one of the only people who has ever said that to me. Like said it back to me. That's so funny. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, how did you fall in then with the guests that you've fallen in with? Because if there was a pool of Boston comedians that would start a podcast and then ingratiate themselves with like again perceived like the hardest people and they're like yeah that's buck we fuck with him yeah (laughs) like how did that come to fruition because it's a very interesting Path. So I have to paint my childhood as like my dad would take me to Wu Tang concerts, my mom would take me to Lil Wayne concerts. Okay. That's what they listen to. Like fucking awesome. Like my parents, they played me rap. Like my earliest memories are rap. Like got it. That was that's always who I am. But yeah. before the podcast, I still had a job. Yeah. So I couldn't like be who I was. Mm. I had to. St- I went. I got full tuition to private school. Wow. Like, my high school was $85,000 a year. Jesus. And I got it free. Holy crap. So, like, I had to be, like, preppy, and even though that wasn't who I was. Right. You had to outwardly show this, you know, like, were you wearing a fucking uniform? Yeah, I would wear vineyard vines. We had to wear a collared shirt, like... A dumb shit. Like, that I was seems, with billionaires and stuff, and I was there for free. That does not seem like you know? Sam Bucks. Not at all. Yeah. That, but it was me. Like, people who know me then see me now, and they're like, mm. you were this quiet, anxious. Because I was. I didn't yeah. get to be myself. That's why you were so quiet and so anxious. Exactly. You, in, inside, you were like, let's roll up and listen to Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. Well, I didn't like weed, but that's some shit that, like... My family told me not to talk about podcasts anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I told you why. I um, But like when I started the podcast over the pandemic, I was in a really dark place in my life pre-pandemic. Mm. Like a month before pandemic was like one of the worst months of my life. I went through a breakup. I like my I love. Uh, I lost my job like the manager at my job gave the owner an ultimatum. And so I got fired over like just shitty shitty things and then pandemic hit and i was like i'm like so you're getting dealt a couple of shitty i was just like it was just getting pushed down yeah and like comedy was kind of going well yeah but i was drinking a ton so like comedy's going well but i'm drunk so it's like is it really going well or everything's good when you're drunk true so like you think you know they're laughing with me or they're laughing at me exactly so i was just bad then pandemic hit nothing yeah i was like fuck did you booze harder during pandemic those first first couple weeks yeah and then I would bowl every day. Like, smoke a bowl or like no, bowl? No, like bowl. 
this one bowling alley like stayed open. They were like some Trump shit. I was gonna say, of course, of course, a bowling alley. Bowling every day. Like it's so funny. I get triggered when I go bowling because it reminds me of a really dark time in my life. Like so dumb. But bowling alley is a dark place. Eating microwaved cheese on those those tortilla chips. And this is so. uh, It's like drinking four dollar dumb podcast. dumb podcast like i did a dmt trip with a shaman that sounds awesome and that shit changed my life it made me like oh you gotta like if you really want to do it like you just gotta do it and do it mm-hmm. like it just kind of changed it like changed my it shift my thinking shifted my thinking and so i started the podcast as a self-help podcast to be like how are people taking like, how are other people handling life when mm-hmm. i'm not handling life sure and that's how it started. And then I was like, well, I do love rap. And rappers just seem like the least anxious people in the world. Interesting. So oh, wow. I'm going to start talking to them. I'm going to try to see if I can talk to them about like how they deal with anxiety. Wow. Because they are just confident. It's a rapper. It's, but rappers see comedians as confident, even though we're hella anxious. It's funny, dude. Every rapper wants to be a comedian. Every comedian wants to be a rapper. Yeah. It's so funny how Chappelle that Chappelle said out. that in Chappelle's Block Party, which was my dad's oh, you, favorite you, movie growing up. Yep. So I, uh, I fucking started interviewing rappers, and the first real rapper I got on was this dude, Hologram, who's Mayhem Loren's brother. Oh, dude. Who's Mayhem, like... Dude. And it's the he's it's the only podcast he's interview he's ever done. No shit. Because he thought it would be funny to do a Massachusetts a nobody Massachusetts comedian podcast. Sure. He's like, no one's ever gonna see this. I'm gonna do this for a bit on the interview. He's like, I don't even know why I said yes to this, but I'm glad I did. And he debuted his album with DJ Muggs on that podcast. DJ Muggs wow. of Cypress Hill, like one yeah. of the top producers. And I pushed that. Yeah. And then I had so Lloyd fun. Legacy Sharp. Shout out Lloyd Legacy Sharp on. Of course. And he talked about having a record deal. And that went to the front page of Reddit. No way. So when I got to the front page of Reddit and got to debut this DJ Muggs album, yeah. it was things in the rap world that I could then reach out to rappers and be like, here's wow. some credibility. Okay. And I just started building credibility from little that, by little. Li- yeah. Little by little, just getting like this thing to this thing. Yeah. Like it's like one foot in front of the other. Exactly. I just interviewed uh, Justin Bieber's DJ and manager in A&R, DJ wow. Tay James. Cool. Huge Griselda fan. And I asked him, like, how did you get to where you are? Yeah, in sure. More terms than that. But he's like, I didn't skip any steps. Yeah, okay. That's what he said. And I like that's, I was, and that's how I feel. It's like I little by little, no matter how small the upward mobility was, I just kept doing it's it. It's all it's at least a step forward. It doesn't matter how big. Yeah, and I I became who I was. I didn't I don't have a job. I don't have a day job. I live off comedy and podcasting, so I get to dress how I want. I get that's to be tight. who I want. And because of that, these dudes who I looked up to see that in me and they're like I don't care who he is. He is one of us. Danny Brown was my favorite rapper growing up. Favorite. I loved him. I learned to play drums to his music. I'm part of Bruiser Brigade. Danny Brown said, you, as a comedian, are part of Bruiser Brigade. Like, that's, that had to be, that's like, dude, that, that, 
That's better than being knighted by the queen. <laughs> Bro, I fuck, <laughs> fuck that. I don't yeah, give a fuck, fuck about yeah. that. Like, I would so I'm much rather. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Have Danny Brown fucking take a sword and on both my shoulders be like, Bruiser Brigade. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how religious you are, whatever your spiritual connection is, like, that to me proves that, like, my higher power knows what I want. And if I reach after it, it goes, it's for it. Like, I'm doing the right thing. Like, I'm on the right path. Okay, so let's. I'm gonna do a, a path check in for you because if you're doing this, you know, self help podcast where it seems like you're asking people about their anxieties, other mental illnesses, all that. Yeah. How often does that flip back and they say, like, well, how are you doing, Sam? And then in this moment, how are you doing, Sam? Because, you know, like you said, you're on the road all the time. Yeah. You're it's trying def- trying to find that balance between keeping that steps going and accepting that you can't literally always be walking. Yeah. I, I appreciate you asking me that. And that's so funny. I, I like I like how you do it, too. I game sees game. But um, it's good. It because anything becomes a job. But it's a fun job, so I love that. But, of course, sometimes life has to take a back seat. And mm. I do ask people about their anxiety to learn. Mm, okay. And everyone honestly says you just got to acknowledge it mm-hmm. and Definitely. keep moving. And keep moving. Like, you can't let it hold you back because time doesn't stop. Mm, and yeah. so... Like right now, like this week, this past two weeks have been a really tough time in my life. Just like personally, but that's fine because it's like that's how life's supposed to be. So I can take that, acknowledge it, put it over here and not let it affect what I'm supposed to be doing and moving forward. That's a positive attitude for sure, but also it sounds dangerously close to compartmentalizing. Which it seems how the, you know, what you told me before uh, about parents stuff, like, yeah, seems has there, you know, have you just compartmentalized some like that was a thing that happened? I have to put it over here now and accept that. It, like, oh, no, no, I definitely my mind runs always. My mind okay. thinks about stuff constantly, but I also can't let it hold me back. Like. If you look at a real professional person, like the top, like a lawyer or a doctor, sure. who have like a house and a family and that shit, like the things you want in a way. So quote unquote, quote unquote, real professional. Exactly. Exactly. You're you have a real to treat, professional as well, though. Right. So I have to treat it like that. Like I can't mm, okay. like I can't take right. a day off because shit's going bad in my life. But you can't. I but I can't take a bunch of that's a better as yeah. I can't like okay. let it affect yeah. my work. Right. Yes. Okay. I can't go two weeks without releasing a podcast. Sure. Like Well, I think two weeks would be you know, if you're like, hey, I'm going through a lot of shit. Two weeks yeah. is kinda nothing. Dude, I, I I subscribe to do you know oral presentations with Chris Wood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philly dude. He's the fucking man. I love that pod. I've been subscribed to his Patreon for like the entire year. And I mean, we've gotten maybe like two episodes because each month he's like, hey, I'm freezing it. I'm sorry. I'm just busy. And, yeah. and literally all the comments are like, fuck yeah, Woodman. We love you. We will always be here for you. So like if you need two weeks off 
you can say, hey, guys, I kind of need two weeks off. And I bet people will be like, fuck yes, yeah, Sam. We're always going to be here for See, you. See, I will do that, but I'll still release episodes. Okay. I'll, like, record a bunch. Yeah, and so then I'll stashed. take a month and I'll, like, just release the ones that I've recorded. Like, right now, yeah. I haven't recorded one in, like, two weeks. But I've still released two a week. Okay. Because I've been going through shit, but I don't want it to... Well... I don't know, like... I hate this shit. I hate like bringing up what? Rogan on podcast. Oh, oh, I was gonna say that. I hate bringing up Ro- like it's like a cardinal sin. You know nah, what okay. I mean? I thought you were gonna be it's like, like I a hate- cardinal sin to bring him up on podcast. But all I'll say before we move on, like we'll still talk about yeah, this, but fine, about man. him is like he never took time off. He released tons of episodes every week, Damn, and man. he like the numbers don't lie. Sure. You know. And that's how I feel is like my formula works. And when people see me, like the stuff that I get from the podcast, not money wise, but like life wise, not even like I'm talking about fan shit, like people recognizing me on the street in cities all across America, like crazy shit. People asking me for pictures, getting my my dad's a musician and he never got free tickets to a concert. He would buy us tickets mm. to get him into Weezer with me. We're neither of us are the biggest Weezer fans, but just to but, do, but yeah. just to do it at this huge vet. It's like, yeah, that shit's cool, and that shit fulfills me enough that like that's why sadness comes and goes, and so does happiness. But life just keeps going, and you can't stop, especially when you're like little engine in that cutting your your art you know the formula to go back to the hey bud how are you you're you've figured out the formula and that is something that i've always hated about math and sciences is that there's one answer to a, a formula but in this moment i'm realizing you can you know not take a step back, but if you're having a tough time, you know, you can take a breather because you know once you plug that formula back in, you will get the answer that you've gotten this whole time. Yes. If that makes sense, you know, in this in the scheme of like this works, yes, I needed a, a week off, two weeks, whatever, we're back at it, it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have that, you know, like worm voice in the back of your brain like i don't know if this is good like you know it's good if you're gonna make it you have to have blind faith in yourself not in a higher power but you have to have blind faith in yourself and you also have to realize that you really can't stop like the dumbest motivational thing in the world is don't quit but that's it's so dumb because it's It's so so easy it's so right there like you know it's like you can't it's hard to beat I've this is one of my favorite phrases I've said it before on the podcast but it's hard to beat someone who keeps getting up yeah I have a I have a podcast one of my first episodes episode 70 going viral right now nice, I'm dude. on episode 300 no episode shit. 70 the one with Justin Bieber's DJ has 15 views right now <laughs> I released it three hours 30 minutes ago it has eight, uh, 18 views like <laughs> You know, like it does. You just gotta keep going. You just yeah. can't let anything stop you. And I'm, I'm saying that I hope because if people are listening, like, just gotta keep going. You know. Yeah. 
so you're not what I what I really love too about this space that I'm you know trying to get going and it seems like you've had a similar space is like this counts as going right now but also it's still kind of a breather it's just a meal with a friend hanging out we're it's fun we're still finding laughter we're still you know it's just a real conversation so what's like obviously with the recording stuff you don't have to tell me but if you want to you know take this second what's going on do you want to vent about it do you want to talk about it oh see not even i'm this is another important thing. I have lots of good friends in my life good. that okay. I can talk to. Good. And that's very important is like when I compartmentalize things, like I'll talk to friends and be 100% open about it. Okay. So the okay. So Great. like that it's like so it's not it's like not you've like, been holding on to this for two no, weeks. No, no, no. Like, I'm very... The podcast, okay. it's how I came in here and was telling you about my parents' divorce That's within true. like yeah. a minute. It's yeah. like, I'm very good to just open up. Yeah. But I've also got in trouble talking about certain shit yeah, on podcasts. Yeah. Like, there was, there was almost lost in relationships with family members. Yeah, I got in a little bit of some heat recently. So it's like, you also got to be a real person and realize that... To, to you, you're just being you, but to other people, their opinion does matter. Absolutely. It's like someone who gets a... It's like when you see someone freaking out online, mm. they think they're right in their head, <laughs> but we all have this opinion that they're wrong. It's like sometimes we're wrong in our own head, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's, t- it's definitely a thin line to walk of the... I have to speak what's on my mind and yes it you know it mm, harsh or whatever like maybe you don't want to hear it maybe it was a mean joke like some i had a guest who was like hey wait can you just delete this chunk about me smoking weed like my mom's gonna be furious and to me like my mom's been in the room while i you know that like in my brain it's like what does that matter like it's legal it's you know but that's still another thing to think of of like i'm not trying to cause any fights no just trying to have an Mm. honest conversation for an hour and that's the thing about the podcast why i work so hard i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this back around yeah absolutely is because like stand up is my main goal Mm. Stand-up's my main goal, but it's like sometimes you have to focus on a job to support the stand-up. It's like everything I'm doing is helping my stand-up. I'm now getting to, like, headline. Yeah. And I'm getting you to have- headline, like, clubs around the country, and, like, I'm planning an eight-city tour, and I'm doing these things that's, like, really fucking cool, but it's because I am pu- it's because I didn't take any time off of the podcast. For the last three years, if you talk to anyone, like... Money Man has this lyric. He goes, ask my baby mama if I really care about music. <laughs> it's like, ask anyone if my in my life if I really care about comedy and podcasting, and they'd tell you, yeah, he's a little obsessed. You know? <laughs> like, that's... So it's all for comedy. I love the podcast, yeah. but, like, I'm a comedian through and through. Absolutely. And in comedy, you want to say your truth. 
Mm-hmm. But if you always are offending an audience, you're it's doing bad. something wrong. That's bad comedy. That so you it's like podcasting is that same way. It's like you do have to filter what you say because your reaction is part of art. Like art is art is the letters of art in reaction. I think so. But like reaction. I thought Yeah, if you if you anagram if you it and cut some things. It's it's there. It's there. I knew it was. I'm being stupid. But you know what I mean? It's like the reaction does matter. So like if Absolutely. family members are getting mad about what you're talking about the podcast. It was one it was be, you know, not be baby like damn, I do want to talk about that. But maybe it's not worth ruining no, this yeah, relationship. It, you know, it's it's water under the bridge now, and I totally appreciate you giving that that piece of advice too, um, because it was it made me, you know, how it just made me it's like bumped, like yeah. you know, like that's really you know I was just like oh man I hurt someone's feelings I'm like that's not at all what that's I'm not going. what you're trying to not do. at all that's no. not me in the sl- and then you know mm-hmm. it makes me anxious and go you know it's anyway. It's fine. You have um, siblings? Yeah, I have an older sister. Okay. I'm an only child, so it's hard for me to realize that other people have feelings that are different from mine. I Because you are the only one. Right. You are yeah. the one. Right. So that's... I'm glad that you just went into that because you... Your parents got divorced when you were 13, and it was... Yeah. It was... A, mess it was super <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to go into that yeah and i got my dog put down the same month that my parents got divorced <laughs> you have an old ass dog walking around i don't know why but when we were talking about it, i thought about that shit <laughs> oh my god my pa- oh man was it the parents so was a parents divorce and then the dog mm-hmm. put down? oh my god that's yeah. kind of like Man, my parents are getting At least divorced. they got the dog. I was going to say, love is it. dead, but at least my best friend is still here. Oh, wait. Nope, he's gone. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you, that's, that's, you know, mine split when I was 23, 20, you know, I was, a, I was a young adult. Wait, how old are you now? 28. Okay. Did that, how old are you also? 25. 20, okay. So 13, so did that kind of pop you into adulthood? Oh, that popped me into real life. Yeah. Just like. I thought everything was like, like hunky dory. Yeah, I won't even go into details, but we went from like upper middle class to like living in four hundred dollar apartments with mice really? and shit. Like, it was a big shift in yeah. life, and I got to realize what life really was. And real, like, life was fine a lot of fighting but whatever sure. like up until that and then it was like oh no you gotta realize that like this isn't what it really is you know yeah and so that made me kind of realize what it really was you know i'm gonna this was going from that upper middle nice house down to apartment you know mice were you like did you feel embarrassed over. I felt embarrassed. I felt poor before because of the schools I was going to. Oh, because of the, Cause the of shitty the free, lunches. Yeah, <laughs> like I like, no, because I no, because of like I went to private school. Like it was shitty food at private school, but everyone else was even like more. Oh, so when okay. I went down, I don't know. I kind of like like I didn't like it, 
but it was kind of just like more real. Mm. Like it was like, oh, we're not keeping up this facade anymore That's, of I like was, shit's go like shit's great when it's not. Like at least yeah. life around me is uh, equal to what I'm experiencing. It's reflective of how I feel. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think I kind of seems like a lot of your quest in life so far has been to not put out that facade that people have somehow forced upon you whether it's private school whether it's the family life being okay whether it's like you know the goofy comedian who's like not anxious whatever like it just kind of seems now talking to you you've found a way to be you correct yes 100 percent. so that also goes back to how it's so worth it then <laughs> yeah and it's like and it's like the uh did you ever watch that documentary about jonah hill's therapist i didn't was it good it was, it was like really good or something right? yeah, yeah i don't i don't even know what it's called but it's really good yeah but he, uh, he, he says this thing that's little lines, like the South Park thing, little lines stick with me. Mm-hmm. He goes, the three constants in life are pain, uncertainty, and constant work. And I, I like, sounds so sad, It though. does, but when you have control over those three things, it's not. If you let your sadness control you, yeah. then like if you realize my body's always going to be achy, then you're not going to work. You're, if you if your body's achy, you're not going to work out. But when you realize, okay, that might hurt, but I can work out something else. Or yeah. I can stretch. I can do yoga. Like, I'm, I'm 280 pounds. I ran four miles the other day. I do yoga. Like, I, I tr- you know, like I'm a big dude, but yeah. I also try to be athletic. Right. Like, I try to keep my body right, even if I'm sore, you know? Like, it's that's such a hard thing to do is just to, you know, to get yourself when you are feeling crappy. Like, I just did it yesterday. And then the world is like, well, you got to do it again today. Exactly. And that's not just working out. That's. But that's the podcast. That's, that's comedy. It's, it's everything. That's it's, like, it's life. It's, exactly. It's, you, it's the constant work. The hardest thing is that you have to get up and do it again. Yeah. But if you really are yourself, like, if you're happy with yourself, then. It makes it all worth it. Sure. Because, like, that's the dumb DMT shit. It's like, <laughs> just become yourself. Like, just become yourself. But, like, old people at their end of their lives go, what do you regret most? And they always go, like, I wish I did more. If that's every old person's answer, either real or fake. Like, if you see a sad old person, they wish they did more. If you ask a happy old person, they're happy with the life they had. So, like... I am 25, but, like, I'm going to live life to the fullest. I'm not going to take it. Constant work. Cool. Cool. I'm happy with myself. Constant work. Pain. All right. I'll try to work myself as much as I can so I don't feel as much pain. And uncertainty, that's what drives comedians. That anxiousness on stage makes you do well on stage. Uh, Yeah. And it's also the, you know, the wheel that keeps spinning so you continue to write to so you continue to try new so you continue to chase that feeling and not become stagnant in the same act the same material you know uh sorry i just went on a fucking tangent no i love rant i Um, I apologize no that was listening and to you no i i was 
digesting it and <laughs> just wanted to check because I still have a couple questions locked up top that I want to get to. But I'm going to eat another meatball. Go for it, man. Please. This shit is fantastic. I'm really glad that you're enjoying it. You were going to ask me food questions, too. Well, that's how this always goes. Is that it starts with the food and then we get into whatever and then, you know, it's that's how it goes. What was, yeah, so what was the the food that came to mind immediately when I asked if you could try an animal and it would be socially acceptable? And you were you were like, I was, you know, I told her, I was like, hey, take some time. Think of, and you were like, I got it. <laughs> I was like, whoa, shit, we got to get the recording going. <laughs> yeah, so there's a restaurant in Canada. So beef tartare is my favorite food. Okay. Raw good, beef. Good pick. Great. Beef tartare. I wouldn't make you make that. <laughs> I don't even. I would try. It would not be good. Anyway, hey. You just any- get ground beef from like Hannaford <laughs> and throw it on the plate with an egg on top. Just that. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would make like literally what anyone had if as long as they loved it as a child or mm-hmm. like have some stories behind it and like, you know, it means something to them. If, they, if someone was like, yeah, beef tartare, I'd be like. I will try my best. <laughs> yeah. It was something that was so crazy to me as a kid that when I finally ate it, I was like, I can eat anything. Yeah, it's you a know? weird one to think about because it is just raw beef. Beef. Yeah. I gave it to um, a friend the other, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like I was like, try this. And they were like, all right. And they literally like they spit it out because they were like, it tastes like they had, they're older. So it was like, it just reminds me of raw beef. And it's the mental thing that sure. doesn't allow me to enjoy it. I get that. But I had it young. So, restaurant in Canada that's known, hella famous. I don't even know the name of it. But it's known for horse tartare. Wow. And horse is illegal to eat in the United States. Is it really? Mm-hmm. It's illegal to eat in the United States. But this restaurant in Canada is, like, known for horse tartare. Huh. And I've always wanted to try that. So that's what came to my mind. Horse tartare. Mm-hmm. That is... What do you what do you think what do you think horse tastes like? I think it's probably elky. That's you know very gamey venison like that type of like a very gamey meat like very lean. That's you know like a lot of so I like that. I love that. Are you ever gonna be around that? Like, do you have any plans to go up that way? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to go to Canada. I, people always invite me because I'm always in Buffalo because of Griselda and Toronto right, yeah. is right there. But it's like, my car smells like weed. And even if I don't have weed in my car, they're going to search my car. And that's just a hassle I don't feel like dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> Which is rather not deal with, even if there is no drugs, just not that fucking headache. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, uh, getting a little warm. God, I, what do you do for the summer? Like you said, you just deal with the heat. I have your, AC. In your fucking garage. I mean, I do too, but oh, like. for the podcast? For the podcast, yeah. Yeah. I just deal with the heat. I will get sweaty, but like, I don't know. Wow. I, I, I try to stay hydrated. I, I do too, but this is now two in a row where it's hit the 50 mark where I'm like, Shit, what are we going to do in August? I think <laughs> because I ran this morning, mm. my body heat was probably super high, so yeah. now I just feel like cool. Yeah. Are you trying to get that 280 down? Is that oh, where you're yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That was a lot of the only thing opens fast food at night, mm. you know? Yep. 
My pediatrician's hilarious. I love Bro, he's that hilarious. you still go to the pediatrician. Dr. Geller, he's coming on my podcast. Oh, he asked me, <laughs> and he asked, oh, bro, he's so, he's holding my balls, and he looks up at me, he goes, you better not talk about this on stage. And then he like, he's like, cough, he does all that shit, and he goes, up, and he goes, you can talk about this. <laughs> like, he's hilarious, like, he asked me to be on the podcast, and I'm like, you want to come? I'm like, that'll be bad for your practice. Like, you run a practice. Do you know what I do? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, fuck it. Why not? There's going to be parents who have so many questions for you oh at their my, next appointment. I know, I know. So, like, he's cool. But he was like, you got to, like, he's like, you got to not, you got to lose a little bit of weight. So I'm like, all right, cool. So you're running, you and yoga, you doing like weights or anything? How's yeah, I the... lifted yesterday. My chest nice. is sore. Nice. But um, yeah, honestly, just like I've always run. I think I just like late at night eat. It's, it, I mean, it's a good friend. Food late at night is. And it... when I'm so hot, because at the end of the night, I'm high. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the night, I, I rolled a donut on the way here. <sighs> like, you know what a donut is? The joint with the wax. Oh. The, so it burns like that. Yeah, okay. So it was probably a half a gram of wax Jesus. and two grams of weed that I smoked on the way here. My goodness. <laughs> you are, I mean, yeah, if, you know what? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I don't smoke too much. Neither do you. I smoke an ounce to two a week. An ounce to two a week? Maybe an ounce, because I share my weed with, you know, my girlfriend. So, like, she smokes a good amount, too. So, I would say probably, like, for me, maybe, like, an ounce a week. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, that's... Do you have... I mean, for me, like, are you just going to dispensaries for that? Or are you getting hooked up by... See, I have weed sponsors, which that's is what, very okay. nice. And then I have, through rep, very good weed connections. That's... Where, like, if... All right, I'm just... This is all hypothetical. Like, if I can hypothetically buy a quarter pound of weed for uh, $200, $150, why wouldn't I do Hi, yeah, that? Yeah, hypothetically. Hypothetically, why wouldn't I? Hypothetically, the math makes sense. Exactly. And I don't... Uh, hypothetically, I don't sell weed anymore. So I... <laughs> so, that, so that all just goes to me, you know? Like... <laughs> yeah, and again, hypothetically, these are not awesome rappers who have great weed. <laughs> hypothetically. Oh, buddy. Um, you looking forward to next, too? Oh, yeah. I was supposed to do it a couple last month, and they had like a thing with the venue, and so sure. I did the comedy scene. Mm, got Headline okay. the comedy scene, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool. First mm. night, a lot of my fans. Awesome. Second night, all Groupon people who were there to see hilarious Mitch Stinton, hilarious comedian, older guy who was in the Navy. Okay. But it was a lot of people to see a comedian who was in the Navy uh, who's like 55, 60. Not and your typical. And then I'm co-headlining, yeah. <laughs> going up, talking about meeting God on DMT and fucking uh, almost getting shot by gangs and shit. Like, <laughs> we were like, what the fuck? This is the grandchild we hate. Like, <laughs> so second night, not great. <laughs> but... At the same time, you, you know, that's kind of what comedy's for. You gotta oh, see a different perspective. You gotta play to different crowds. It's both. Yeah. It's good for both of you. You know, both of that. I'm sure the first night was more fun though. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I trust me. When I started out comedy, I started on Cape Cod. I had people throw drinks at me. Yeah. Like I've had 
fights. Like, it's just so rowdy and people don't give a fuck that now. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're a veteran. Like, the first time I ever did comedy, I used a fake ID to get into the comedy store. At 17 years old, and I got on Kill Tony. Dope. Second time I did comedy. Was your first used time? Used a fake ID to get into the comedy store six months later. <laughs> Felt cocky as shit because Com- I murdered the first time. Comedy store needs to check IDs a little better, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> got drunk as shit. Got Felt confident. Got picked for Kill Tony again, this time in the main room. Nice. So now I'm drunk, cocky, haven't done comedy in six months. It's my second time ever. I bombed. I, I was going to say, I would have. So that was like nothing. Steve O yawns during my fucking <laughs> episode, like set. So, like, from that, it's like, what's going to be worse than that? Yeah, you can only go up. Exactly. I, the high, the low, and now it's just smooth sailing. One foot in front of the other, brother. Exactly. Uh, thank you so much for coming to hang, dude. I mean, Bucked Up is is dope. It's, you know, and I appreciate you taking the time out of, you know, your busy schedule to come hang and, and do this podcast. So, No, dude, you made me an amazing plate of food, which I appreciate. It was a great conversation. I appreciate how you run your podcast, so... Thank you for having me on. Game recognized game. Thanks, brother. Uh, I'll put your Insta in the handle, in the bio, excuse me, of the episode. Uh, bucked up, of course. And then I'll link Nick's headlining tickets. But you got anything else coming up in, in this area? Or? Um, Not in this area. I will announce that I'm headlining the Webster in Hartford, Connecticut, which is like a huge music hall that I actually, Benny just headlined there. Uh, last week and now they have me headlining uh, October 28th it's the Halloween show I'm gonna have rappers I'm gonna have comedians that's gonna be dope as fuck October 28th the Webster in Hartford Connecticut fuck yeah uh, that's that's the episode man that sounds series going off right now on my laptop it's still recording but every now and again she's going one moment oh yeah no still problem. on it oh trust me all good <laughs> uh so fuck yeah dude thank you again so much for coming by uh subscribe to the pod both bucked up and dinner at your place follow the instas thanks for listening love you lots goodbye